Thank you for tuning in. You're watching Burnham Podcast on YouTube or maybe on Rumble. You can also find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. So wherever you've found it, know that you can find it other places too. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for watching. If you like what you see, here's how you can help. Head over to patreon.com slash Burnham Project. Thank you very much. So tonight I got to catch up with an old friend, a guy I hadn't talked to in forever. I've been doing a lot of that on the podcast here lately. Uh, this guy's into all kinds of stuff. He makes tires. He fixes the machines that make tires. He makes a fantastic cheeseburger, apparently. Who knew? Um, and he's got dreams of running his own food truck one day. Man, we talked about all kinds of stuff in this episode. It's great to have John Briggs on. Welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. Live. There's the button right now. There's the button. <laughs> there it goes. It just pops on. And then the red uh, light is on. Red is it red? It is red. Your I forget your color. I've line. never known what color that light was. Tango, why didn't you tell me? Every now and then it turns green when I want it to. Why would it turn green? Uh when we're using uh, a switcher and it's off air, it means it's red. When it's green it means it's live. That is Or vice versa, sorry. Yeah, I don't. Ah. I can't tell the difference anyway. It always looks the same to me. It's, that's how I can put a bigger light that turns like blue or white or something. You can add a light that. I mean, yeah. it's just a little light that tells us it's on. We don't it's, have to. Its official name is a tally light. A tally light. I didn't even know that one, and I've done tech with Tango <laughs> for so long. This is why I have Tango because he knows these things, and I don't. And it doesn't matter, I guess, what color the light is, as long as I know to start talking when it comes on. <laughs> It's actually really funny. We've got a guy. So so at work, we've got like this screen that we can pull up and we call Mm -hmm. it the Christmas tree screen because it shows you all the individual machines and it's either green or red and it shows how long it's either been running straight uptime or just down. And so, you know, green is good. Red is bad. This, that, the other. And we had extra people. We had a guy who was like, yeah, you're going to troubleshoot tonight. Turns out he's red, green, colorblind, so he's just got absolutely... It's a problem. Looks good to me, boss. I don't know. It's been going great for days and days now. Um, <laughs> exactly. I couldn't, I couldn't do that job. I couldn't do it. I couldn't tell what was red or green. Or This light's different color. I feel like the light is almost like a character in the podcast at this yeah. point. Because we talk about it like every week when I'm holding the lights on like it's never been on before. Surprise! I mean, it can be. I, I don't know. There are any rules here. We do what we want. I, I this is my rules. first time doing anything like this. I Have just you ever heard a podcast before? Uh, I, I did. You've listened I've, to some of ours. I've listened to some. Yeah. I'm not a big like podcast fan. I prefer I just you. putting on music. I, I was a band nerd for a reason. So, I guess you were a band nerd, weren't you? I, I forgot about that. Would you? You were the trombone, right? Trombone, yeah. I don't know what it is, but you can just. Like, if you've been in a band, you can look oh, at somebody yeah. else, right? And you know, what did I play? Oh, God. Uh, did you know I was in the band? I did know I was even in the band that. in seventh and eighth grade. That was Wait, the, you were in the band? The marching band in seventh and eighth grade at East Rome Junior High in seventh and then at Rome Middle and eighth. I'm going to go pull this yearbook later. Do I have? I've got the eighth grade one. I might have both of those. <laughs> so, uh, if you had to guess. Uh, I'm... I'm going to say either a trumpet or a tuba. I played the trumpet. So uh, I played trumpet in seventh grade, and then in eighth grade, part of the year, like 
Yeah, I, I didn't. We we marched in like two parades in, in Peach State, and that was about it. So yeah. like we didn't do football games. I played football in middle school, um, but part of the eighth grade year, I played the bass drum in the concert band because okay. I'd hurt my shoulder and I was in a sling, and it made it tough, you know, to hold my trumpet. So they were like, "Here's this mallet, and this is what these notes look like." And I was like, "All right," and uh, so I played the bass drum. Um, so that was a little bit of a trick question, but you nailed it anyway. Yeah. So you can. What? Never mind. Tango was not in the marching band. No, no. no. God bless him. No. <laughs> one of the funniest things I ever got to witness, though, with bass drum, actually, was I'm sure you remember old Josh Romero. Yeah. So the old band director at Cast. Are we just gonna tell stories now on people we know? Uh, I, let's go for it. Bring it. I hope he listens. Uh, <laughs> I hope so too. We can send it to him. Tag him. Yeah. The, the old band director at Cass before he retired said he always wanted a smack a kid that that was his one goal that'll get you retired real fast it will and so apparently uh, i forget what it what he was playing but you know it's for the bass drum and he kept hitting it too hard and the band director apparently just like grabs his face and just starts like doing this and stroking his <laughs> face and goes it's like a woman you have to be soft and gentle oh and loving. You can't just smack it. And so he got uh, his final wish on Josh Romero. Smack a kid. And, uh, I mean, he got to finish out the school year, but, I mean. Uh, it's it was, always Josh, though, right? It was always Josh. The, the floaty thing at, at, at camp that oh, year no. when he bounced off the side and injured himself on the cord. Anytime I see a video with one of those, that's always the first thing him. I think always of. Always think about him. So the thing was way – Tango, you were there, right? Was I? Okay. Yeah, it, was at, at global. It, was, it was the first year we ever went Oh, the blob. Yeah, the, the blob. blob in the lake, those big blobs oh. that you blow up. And it was way, way overinflated. They're supposed I to remember. have some give in them, and this one yeah. didn't. So they were like – they were putting somebody out, you know, and then – but he was the one that jumped onto it, right? He wasn't the one that was being launched. I don't. Correct. He, he jumped just, onto it to try like and launch ricocheted somebody. ricocheted off and went down the side and, and like, injured himself on the, uh, the, <laughs> the stabilizer cords on the on the side. We probably should cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me when you want to start. We're good. We're rolling. We're rolling. We're good. Um, yeah. So, we go way back. Johnny yeah. Briggs here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was thinking exactly how far back earlier today, and it's been, it's been, it's been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> you're 26. I'm 26. Uh, I don't remember exactly when you started coming to Cassville, but it was pretty much around then. I would have been about 26 myself, which would have been close to 20 years ago. It wasn't that long ago. No. I, because you would have gone, you would come in the youth group in like sixth, seventh grade. You'd yeah. be eleven or twelve years old, something like that. So fourteen years ago, I was yeah, I guess I was thirty, thirty-one. I feel yeah. like that's about accurate. That's yeah, about right. Because like I, I know it wasn't when you were my age because I've been going there since I I was going there since like pre-K. Yeah, you've been there forever. Yeah, I yeah. was there forever. Like the pre-K I went to was right across the parking lot. Like I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It was pre-Jessica. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, by, really? By a lot. Yeah, I want to say it's like fifteen or sixteen years, something like that. Yeah, it had to have been. I was not younger than thirty then, because I actually you said no, was, you would have been twenty eight or twenty nine. Yeah, and yeah, uh, twenty eight, twenty nine, maybe maybe as old as thirty. 
Because I'm almost a whole year older than Chris. That's when we were doing Underground Fight Club. Woo! Yeah, that yeah. was good stuff. <laughs> I don't think I ever made it for that one. We, we're talking about it now, right? And 15 years has gone by. That's the statute of limitations on an Underground Fight Club. Good times. That was always fun. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, so we go way back. You were in our youth group way back yes. when, when I yes. was in youth ministry. Um, I always feel compelled when I talk to – I've apologized to you before, Tango, and, and Johnny Harris and other guys, and I'm like, man, I'm sorry for some of the dumb stuff we made y'all do back then. <laughs> <laughs> that we did? Uh, yeah, that we did that might or might not have been my idea on some level, you know. I don't know. I just I have a different perspective on youth ministry now than now that I'm a, a lead pastor. Yeah, and I go. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have done it that way. Eh, it's fine. Nobody died. Yeah, I guess not. Right? So we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Nobody so, died. You, you Nobody's su- in jail. Yeah, you survived, and you're a productive member of society now. What are you up to these days? Uh, mostly just working at the tire factory. Uh. Every once in a while, I'll do some catering on the side. That's fun. Some catering on the side. Yes. What kind of catering are we doing? Uh, anything people want, honestly. Just they you, say you don't have like a single. This, this is the stuff that I do. No, because uh, John Briggs burger that's pretty fire, and then there's the John Johnny B mac and cheese that that that's pretty solid. So the extra cheese. Um, with the cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Uh, every year it the tire factory we do the big plant shut down and with my position being a maintenance style position i get to come in and do air leaks water leaks right so first night of shutdown we're all excited because you know there's like a total of maybe 30 people in the second in largest the entire plant <laughs> the second largest building in the state it's yeah. 72 acres under one roof there's like 30 of us you don't have to see anybody if you don't want to see anybody right and I made a bunch of cheeseburgers because we're doing a massive potluck. I took like 30 cheeseburgers. And at one point, I walk into the office where we have all the food set up. And three of the maintenance guys are sitting there trying to do a bidding war over who was going to be my sugar daddy and pay my bills. All I had to do was just sit there and cook. That's all I had to do. And then the one gay maintenance lady was sitting there offering to go straight over this cheeseburger. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh my god. Cut, I don't care, but it was hysterical. I like, think that's I mean we're okay. We're good. I, I, we're good. I, I, we're I, still I'm, good. I'm going for PG here, like but just like that that's the cheeseburger uh. that I make is Changes lives apparently. <laughs> apparently so. Like I, I was, I was fairly impressed with myself. Oh man, so wow! You've had this cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't have I ever had. How have I not had the John Bree? What is it called? Do you have a name for it? Uh, no, I just, I just how I make my regular cheeseburgers. I got you. Uh, I need to do more soon. Uh, I sold a bunch at work not too long ago. I took orders and within like. 30 minutes of me starting to take orders. I'd already sold 40 of them. 40. 40. All right, John Briggs, at, at this point in the interview, I've got to ask you, what are you still doing working in a tire factory? Why don't you own a van serving hey. these cheeseburgers uh, out of the van? Not a sketchy van, but a real van. Yeah, yeah, like a food truck. 
Uh, I want one very much. They're, okay. they're expensive. Yeah. They're very expensive. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta I gotta get to the point where I can afford afford one or at least be able to start leasing or renting yeah. whatever I gotta do. I, I want one, and it's funny you actually said it the way you did because there's one of the supervisors at work, and he's one of those, like, tough love guys. Yeah. You know, bullies you if he likes you. He leaves you alone if he doesn't. Right. He always gives me crap, this, that, the other. The first time he ever tried one of my cheeseburgers, he was sitting in a rolly chair missing a wheel, <laughs> and he, like, takes a bite of it, spins around, almost face plants because he spins onto the missing wheel pretty much. Why do you still work in a tire factory? I mean, Tango, you, you, you were on the same I agree. page here, I agree. Right? Hey, hey, I got an idea. Shoot it at us. We got something coming up on January, December 31st. December 31st, we do. I yeah. think there are some burgers that need to be made. I mean, I can make cheeseburgers. Okay, so let's roll this out right now. <laughs> While we're sitting here, if you're on Patreon, you would know this already. Uh, Patreon.com slash Project. Um, we are having in this room a New Year's Eve live event. Uh, Johnny Ta-da. Briggs is going to be here doing some man on the street stuff. Tango and Chris Pyle are going to be in the studio. Uh, my brother Drew is going to be in town, so he's going to be around some. He'll be at Andrew Denman's going to come in for a while. Um, some other folks, we're, we're trying to get some musical acts lined up. We're going to do uh, a couple of stand up comedian. Type guys are going to come in and do a few minutes, and so that's going to be on our YouTube and and Rumble pages. Um, so there's that. But while we got Johnny Briggs here, we may just fire up the uh, I don't know Burnham Burgers. <laughs> I don't know if you. I mean, if you feel froggy, we'll make you know some burgers for. You know, we got a place for me to set up a grill or something. I can do something right back there. Yeah, we can make it happen, Captain. All right. Mm-hmm. You might need to bring the trailer so I can grab my get my good grill. If we're gonna do it. Let's the do it good right. Grill. Yeah, yeah, the good grill. <laughs> no, and that that's tell us about your grill. I I love my grill. So I I always wanted a Blackstone, and I saw the big one at Academy Sports, and that's right. the one I wanted. But I could never really justify it. Yeah, you're young and single. You don't have to justify things. Uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but. Then my friends were getting married, and they're like, hey, we want you to cater our wedding. And I was like, all right, cool. What do you want for how many people? Taco bar. All right, easy enough. 150 people. Huh. (laughs) I cooked for four days straight on that, but I was able to, you know, buy the big six burner flat top griddle. Yeah. Because I could go, it's a business expense. Absolutely. You ride it off, right? Exactly. Everything's a yeah. business expense. Everything is. No, it's fantastic. So, yeah, let's get this going, man. I can you do know, it. We, we've had some people on and we've talked about, like Kit Buford, you know, and like uh, we talked to PJ Broom in uh, Destination Hometown about living your dream, right? Yeah. And like we were talking about this a little bit off air and staying in a job you didn't, not that you hate your job, but like. You stay in a job that you like. You, I don't hate my job, but it's not my dream job. Yeah. So like, let's get you in your dream job. Yeah, you know, I uh, I never dreamed of working in a tire factory as a kid. I don't think anyone has. Nobody but, does, right? And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I know a bunch of people that work in the same tire yeah. factory, you know, and that's it pays your bills and you don't hate it and you know whatever. But is what's your dream though? You know, I want the food truck. Yeah. That's pretty much because I, I I did do that. 
year and a half moved down to Florida. We're going to call it a working vacation at this point. A year and a half long working vacation. Uh, And that is what I pretty much mostly did. Like when I first started, I was working for Caterpillar as a mechanic for a little bit. But I was this is what you're doing in Florida. This is what I was doing in Florida. Yeah. Okay. What part of Florida were you in? I was in Port St. Lucie. Okay, so you were in Port St. Lucie when I was in West Palm at one point. Probably. We communicated on Facebook. I remember this, and I don't know why. But you were like, hey, you're just down the road from me. And if I had known you were there, we'd have made some plans to hang out. Yeah, because uh, whenever I worked for the cat dealership, I was actually working at the West Palm location. Oh, okay. Uh, and, but like I said, I was working mainly on the side with the food, my buddy's food truck. Mm-hmm. And then I started working full-time for my buddy's food truck. Excuse me. And then while I was doing that, you know, he's showing me all the ropes, this, that, the other. Well, he knows I want to get as much experience as I could. That way, whenever I get to the point of actually owning my own, I, I know as much as I can. Yeah. So they're all, all the food truckers are in a Facebook group message, whatever. And they're like, oh, I need somebody for this day. And my buddy's like, yeah, well, I'm not doing anything. Here, take John. And just kind of rent me out to the <laughs> other food trucks. And so, you know, I got to experience, you know, all right, well, now I'm working on the taco truck. I'm working on the waffle truck. I'm working on this truck, that truck, Jamaican, you name it. I, right. I got to, so I got you to see it. covered the whole uh, gamut of different food styles. Oh, and, yeah. Man. That's why whenever I do the little bits of catering that I do, it's just you tell me what you want. I'll make it happen. I wonder what kind of licenses you got. I mean, you have to have any kind of license or anything for a food truck, like a restaurant. You pass inspections. Yeah, you gotta you, you gotta, gotta do, do all, all that same stuff. Uh, you could do that. I, I mean, I can. I, I mean, you've seen it all now, right? I, I've I've seen it all. the The physical running of like the truck, the the making of the money. Right. I know all of that part. Yeah. It's the behind the scenes like bookwork that I'm not as much into. Bookwork. What is bookwork? I mean Hey, we know somebody from the last podcast who can help with that. That's true. Oh. The, my last podcast guest, his wife is a virtual assistant and she does all that stuff for small businesses, you know, oh. like what we're talking about here. Um, we can make it happen. We'll get you her contact info after this. Uh, I feel like she'd probably cut you a pretty – I don't know what she charges, but I don't think it's an arm and a leg either. Yeah. And another thing I was looking at was I got a buddy, me and him, great friends. He owns small business out in Rock Mart, makes a killing. He does well with it. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I want to branch out. And he, he knows all the, the book work. Is he a restaurant guy? Uh, no, he owns Just a business. He, he owns a vape shop out in Rock oh, Mart. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, he at least knows book work and – his licensing is way harder than oh, I'm sure. restaurants I'm sure, yeah. licensing. Suck this stuff into your lungs. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you got to jump through all kinds of hoops. But so he, uh, he he knows all that stuff, and he's just like, he's like, man, you you do the book work. I I will run the truck. I know how to do things like that. Partnerships way to go, right? Yeah. This was just me talking into a microphone before Tango showed up. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, tango, we're tango. gonna like push you into your dreams whether you like it or not. Like, it's yeah, we're gonna abuse you into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, <laughs> a few weeks ago, Toyo had everybody like they got four food trucks to come out and they they fed everybody free lunch, this, that, the other. Yeah. And all the maintenance people and people that have tried my cheeseburgers and my food are just like, that could be you out there. Why wasn't that you out there, man? 
I mean, if you were ever looking for a sign from God, John, yeah. I mean, what are you waiting on? <laughs> I mean, I know it's, it's a money thing. It's yeah. Funding. <laughs> yeah. Funding. Yeah. Just going to start a GoFundMe page at this point. That's it. Why not? What's it going to hurt? I mean, like, people, you already don't have the money. So, like, if nobody gives you money, you, nothing's changed. But if somebody does, you're rocking and rolling, man. You're out there Fair changing enough. the world one cheeseburger at a time. One cheeseburger at a time. Or 40 cheeseburgers at a time, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I know. Because uh, it's actually funny. You know, I, I do love my cheeseburgers and all this, that, the other. But the whole thing is, is my background picture on my phone, there's a guy. His name is George Motes. He's America's burger historian. Is this the guy that's had a Big Mac every day for the last 50 years or whatever? No. Okay. This guy legitimately has traveled all all the country going around just eating different like localized types of cheeseburgers this that the other he's written two books did a movie this that the other uh, the movie was like burger america he's done stuff on travel channel travel channel he's got stuff he does on youtube this that the other and january of 2022 i stayed up like 26 hours cuz i worked one night Got off, went home, grabbed a shower, helped my buddy move a washer because he didn't have a truck, and I did at that time. <laughs> so we moved the washer into his apartment. I helped him set up the washer, then I drive down to Atlanta to meet George Motes because. So you, you did get to meet him. I oh I, absolutely That's like awesome. I made sure I was like I don't care I'm going to meet this man and eat his cheeseburger because he did like a little pop up. Yeah. In Atlanta. And I was like, oh my. George Motes. Tango, you know this guy? Yeah, I was the one who sent him the information. Yeah. Oh, of course you were, because you know all this weird stuff. Speaking of, uh, Mr. Motes is starting a restaurant with, yeah, all the, all the localized burgers, like, across America. So, like, he's starting a restaurant that has, like, the Juicy Lucy and... Oklahoma Every specialty burger. So you'll be able to go into this one restaurant and get these all, all these different burgers. All, all the burgers. All yes. Holy smokes. Uh, this one is of, turned into Food Network. I know, yeah. right? We're off the rails here. But this is I, I, I told you, don't, don't come hungry. I you promised we were going to talk about food tonight, whether <laughs> I liked it or not. Yeah. Uh, that's what I can do. I have this horrible, horrible trait where I can talk food for hours and hours and hours, and okay. I don't get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starving. I'm, right now. I ate. I always eat before I do these because my brain just functions better. But I'm kind of starving. I need a cheeseburger right about now. This, this is why I can't watch the Food Network. Well, because that's what I love. Is like I remember there this was a couple years ago. You had shared some kind of post on Facebook. This comes back to me. It's my fault again, right? Here <laughs> no, no, no. This one's not bad. Okay, but it uh, it was like grab the nearest book next. Grab the book closest to you, open the page, blah, 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 read this sentence of this first paragraph or whatever. Yeah. And the book I had closest to me is Franklin's Steak, a book that goes so in-depth, the first chapter is telling you how to raise the cow. (laughs) And the sentence was something like... uh, before the popularity of the ribeye and this, that, the other, these steaks were king. Talking about like the porterhouse, the T-bone, and the right, tenderloin. Right, right. And everyone's just like, I don't know what book you are reading, but I so need you, this in my life. Oh, 
You know what? I think I remember that now. I think I, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was, I do remember because somebody else posted a line from like The Secret and then there were all kinds of, you, you weren't supposed to say the name of the book. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah. And I was thinking that at that time, that made me hungry. And I was like, yeah, this is, so Johnny Briggs and his cheeseburgers or his tacos or his uh, muffaletta or whatever, right? You can do all these things. I, I, I do because like. One of the sandwiches we did on the food truck, and my buddy told me, he's like, hey, anything we did on the truck, you know, I'm 600 miles away now. It's not like I'm going to be in any competition. You right, just right. go for it. We did one. It was like a Cuban me as a Vietnamese bon me meets a Cuban sandwich, and it's just deliciousness. This guy, Tango, why don't we know about that? Well, I, you knew about this, and you didn't tell me. Yeah. So I knew, <laughs> like, you guys had... You did a podcast at one point called Some Guys Smoking. Yeah, like two episodes. And it was about, yeah, two, three, whatever it was. and uh, But it was about smoking meat. Yeah. Right? And it was excellent. It was fantastic. But I thought maybe that's what you were limited to. Apparently not. No. 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 Oh, this guy's all over the place. Yeah. There's Man. some secret behind the scene footage of, like, that podcast of all the wild and outrageous things we smoked from. Let's put it out. Oreos to apple pie. Smoking to, Oreo. Yeah. yeah. How does that turn out? Not great. No. It was kind I mean, of like smoke flavored Oreos. Uh, like, I think at one point we put some cookie dough on the smoker. That okay. was pretty. That was good. That was good. <laughs> we smoked a pizza. I could get behind that. I think. Yeah. I think I can. I think I can feel that. That's a, <laughs> a smoked so, pizza. So the whole premise is like we're gonna make one main dish. Right. And we're going to do something wild and experimental. Okay. And I think the first like main dish we did was I was like, let's just go off the walls with it. And I did my smoked frog legs. Smoked frog legs. Yeah. Yes. Starving right now. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, this no. podcast is off the rails entirely. You're going to have to Outside of put... our normal format completely. But here we are nonetheless. Hey, you're, you're just going to have to put that hunger warning on, oh, on like. man. Be careful. Ooh. Don't watch Hungry. This, this episode just named itself. We're going to call it like the Hunger Games with Johnny Briggs. Oh, I love it. Not what you think. I think I got a template to throw the Hunger Warning Tango's up there. Tango's got the thumbnail in his mind that he's working out. Tango makes our thumbnails, by the way. If you guys like them, let us know. I think they're cool. Or if you hate them, please tell me or how if I you can make them better. Them, yeah, yeah, please let us know if you hate them, too. You won't hurt our feelings. We're trying Too to do this better. best we can. <laughs> Man, so you, how did you get to Florida? You're from Cartersville, Georgia. Uh, so my sister and her husband at that time. Which one of your sisters? Uh, Ashley, the okay. oldest one. Yeah. Um, her now ex-husband's uncle was down there and mm-hmm. already working for the dealership. And then he's like, yeah, y'all come down here. And so they're like, okay, cool. And. They went down there, and they got established, this, that, the other, and then they're like, hey, how about you come down here? And I was like, I was 20 years old at the time. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I've got plenty of time to make bad decisions in my life. <laughs> Might as well. You know, if it doesn't work out, I'll just move back. And yeah, well, you know, back, right? hey, where am I? You know. I mean, that's a different world down there, though. Oh, my gosh. It felt yes. like I spent a lot of time in Florida, and I had been to Miami a few times before that with an old job. Um, but then in West Palm, you know, you're an hour or a little more north of Miami. And then Port St. Lucie was a little yeah. north of uh, West Palm. 
but that felt a lot more like California-ish once you get that far south. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd been to you know L.A. and uh, that area before, so it that it felt like that. I don't know. It was a little different than. Well, and like there, there's the whole thing when it comes to Florida. The further south you get, the more north it gets. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there's a Y. It's called Yeehaw Junction. Yeah. And if you're north of the Y, you're in the south. If you're south of the Y, you're in the north. Yeah, yeah. No, everybody, all the, the car tags in West Palm, if they didn't say, you know, Palm Beach County or whatever, they would say Michigan or Pennsylvania or New, New York. York. Or, yeah. yeah they, the yeah. northerners down there. And I don't know. What I was surprised about, though, was that it wasn't like a tourist area. No, it's not. Like, you, you live there or you don't. And there just wasn't. It's a big city. But there's nothing to do for people. You know, like, come here and do this. Like, there's not that thing. So yeah, it's, but. It's a little odd. But anyway, you got <laughs> to Port St. Lucie, Florida through yeah. the sis and bro-in-law. Yeah. And then, you know, they're how I met my buddy on the food truck. This, right. that, the other. Like I said, worked for him. Ended up working for a water bottle factory at one point. Water bottle factory. Yeah. Right. Uh, then, was it Zephyr Hills? Uh, no, it was Niagara. Okay. Because Zephyr Hills is down that way, right? Uh, like the actual town called Zephyr Hills. There is, yes, yeah. but Zephyr Hills is just the Florida brand for Nestle. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm not a paid spokesperson, so I don't <clears throat> care. Uh, yeah, I I know way too much about water bottles. Like, if I have, like, a regular, like, store brand water bottle from Niagara, I can tell you way too much. Are we good with these? Like, this I is mean, uh, just the standard. Are they poison? The it just says plastic bottle on the side. Like, yeah. there's no... Well, these, like... I know with those, like, I know exactly how to read the expiration date label, like, laser label. So, I can tell you the day, time it was made. I can tell you what factory it was made in, what blow molder the bottle went through, what preform it came from, what preform the cap came from, this, This that, the other. Like, it's ridiculous. One of those things I would just rather not have to consider when I'm looking at a water bottle. You know, like, is it going to disintegrate and give me some terrible disease like i just just i don't want to know just don't tell me you drink your own city water so i mean i try not to you, know, you already like, got the forever chemicals i, I know I've <laughs> i mean poisoned myself with their own city water and, and then you just like <laughs> looking at words like this like uh distilled water this that the other electrolytes for taste like people always like give crap because dasani oh it's salty Da-da-da-da. all it is is salt like yeah. uh, <laughs> all of it, that is all it is. I don't know why people get so butthurt about it, but it's just like you're drinking more salt water. It, it's, I mean, but it makes you want more water, right? When you drink salt water, and then, idiocracy. Yeah, it's got, yeah. It's got the electrolytes cream. <laughs> uh, Tango's lost his composure. Oh, this He's one went me. off the rails real quick. It did, man. This might be the worst episode we've ever done. <laughs> but it's gonna be the funniest. It, it might be. It might be. Hey, you said you um, wanted a good lighthearted episode. That's I do, what I man. Can do. I needed a lighthearted one. We talked about some heavy stuff with light we, tonight, we, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this good. It's good. But uh, so you went to Florida and you learned the ins and outs, mostly of the food truck. So did this guy do all this stuff too, or did he have like a burger truck, or was was he specific? Uh, so Red is the whitest ginger out of Backwoods, Ohio, that you could ever meet. Okay. Classically trained in Vietnamese and Asian cooking. Oh, that's spicy. And then, no pun intended. His wife is from Venezuela, 
So it was a lot of like Latin Asian fusion, this, that, the other. Yeah. And so he did that. And then like, we would just do whatever we felt like, like we called, it was called Red's Kitchen mm-hmm. because Cause he's a ginger. I mean, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> His real name is Brian. But if you ever met him, like he does not have the personality of a guy named Brian. It's just too boring of a person, like name. Okay. <laughs> Brian, Brian's a boring name. Okay. But sorry to all you Brian's out there. If it tells you anything about his personality, first of all, my sister said that me, him, and Tango are never allowed to be near each other, all three, at once. That's fair. That's fair. Because we are all almost identical. Yeah. And the southern tip of Florida would just blow off the face of the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Just float on down to Cuba. But it's... At one point, he was trying to be on the show, like, Cutthroat Kitchen. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Food Network was like, hey, sorry, we want you to do next Food Network star. We kind of like you a little too much. Oh, uh, okay. And they wanted to try and make him like a more regular person. Yeah. And then he messed up his back, couldn't do it. Uh, but. but you, John Briggs. Yeah. You could do it. You can do it. You can be the next Food Network star. Yeah. Oh, I'd be I'd be doing very similar to, you know, Guy, Guy Fieri, just... I want to. I want to get paid to go around and eat at restaurants. I would. I would love that. Well, why not? Right? Why not? You, you get paid to go around and eat at restaurants, or you drive your little food truck all over the country. Fair enough. And there's a lot know, of paperwork on that one. I'm sure that yeah, you got to cross state lines and all kinds of fun stuff. You, you pretty much have to have like a license for each county. Oh, really? Yeah. Yikes. But and that's the whole thing is so like say. You know, I base it out of Bartow, whatever, because right. that's where I'm at. So, you know, I'd get a year-long license for Bartow. Mm-hmm. Well, say I get a job doing a festival in Atlanta. I'm only going to be there one day. You can get a one-day license. You get like a one-day or a three-day pass or yeah, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You just get like a three-day pass, done, knock it out, go back to Bartow selling burgers wherever you go. All right. So this sounds like destination hometown in a food truck one day. It does. It does. And I'm not sure. We'll have to, I don't know, work out the logistics on that. We can travel in a food truck. We could travel in a food truck. Yeah, right? <laughs> There's plenty 100%. of ways to do it. Yeah. It's a truck for Pete's sake. You just drive it from one place to the next. That's how you travel in a food truck. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. See, it's all sorted out. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll document it. It'll be the next great series we do. Yeah, it'd be a little different from the food truck race. It's like, hey, we're just, you know. Yeah. The problem right now, though, is that we don't have a food truck. Yeah, that, that right. is the problem. Come up with the scratch to do that. So anyone with a food truck, if you're willing to sell it. Yeah, yeah. Or just, donate just it. wants to finance it. Yeah, if you yeah, donate it to a for- Yeah, man. I don't know. It's, you know, so you went down there. and How, how long were you in Florida? Uh, about a year and a half. I moved down there in August of 18. I moved back. Early February of 2020, so like mere minutes before COVID hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was not fun to uh, deal with. You were in Florida, though. Florida was not as bad as some other places in terms of no, restrictions. That, like and, it, was, it hit like a week after I moved back up here. Hmm. So it oh, was. So you, I got you. So you yeah. missed all of it down there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bless his heart. Yeah, man. That's, yeah. That was not a fun time. Well, Tango, you were in Los, Los Angeles, right? Trying to get out of there before it... I, as the city of LA was shutting down, I was like, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. I was flying back out. Holy smokes. Yeah, I didn't need that, man. That was like, 
worst year maybe ever. Yeah. Yeah. So what brought you back up here? Was it did COVID bring you back up here or was it Uh Florida's just really, really, really expensive. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm good. I I got like I said, I called it a working vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, it was a very populated area. Yeah. What wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. Not from Cartersville, Georgia to populated South Florida. Go, taking 20 minutes to go like two miles down the street. Yeah. Killed my soul. <laughs> yeah. <It> was, <laughs> I think it kills everybody's soul. Driving down mm. Grassdale road, right? Yeah, no, it's yeah. like, uh, I had some of my Florida friends come up to Helen for a Volkswagen festival mm. and you know. They're all Florida people. They're like white knuckling, driving through the mountains, all going to hell. Mountain roads, yeah. And I, you know, I'm just casually sitting there, uh, driving my truck. They're like, my truck can't do that. Yours is 10, 10 years newer. And yeah, everything's flat and straight down there. They're uh, like, well, you got to worry about flat, straight, or swamp. Yeah, right. You're dodging alligators, maybe, but yeah, that's well, different than the mountains. So my sister that lives down there, you know, her new boyfriend now. Uh, Offered to drive home from Thanksgiving because they came up for Thanksgiving, this, right. that, the other. He's like, yeah, I think I can handle it. What What are those things? Like, I'm not used to the the, the road doing up and down. Hills? And up and, he's, <laughs> he's not used to that, you know. And it's like, hey, man, just think of it kind of like an on or off ramp for the interstate. Yeah, it's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, they're just everywhere. <laughs> and then, you know, every once in a while, believe it or not, you have to, you know, at least keep one hand on the wheel to, you know, turn. <laughs> At least the one, just the one. Sometimes you gotta have two, though. You get those hairpins, and you look like you're in the middle of them, and you look beside you, and you can see the back end of your car coming around. Like that, you're not supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. They're fun on a motorcycle, though. Fair enough. Super fun. I never rode a motorcycle, so I can't really. I say motorcycle. Can we get them on the scooter, Briggs? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah, let's do it with a burger and like riding. (gasps) Maybe this hand because the throttles over here. Yeah, just dishing out burgers from the ruckus up down Broad Street. That that's the way you get people to talk into the microphone. That's it. You give them a hamburger. Just that's yeah, a fantastic like, idea. So we're just gonna plan this out right here on the air, and everybody's gonna <laughs> wish that they had. So you, I mean, you need like a burger station like set up with a place where you can make burgers and be the guy on the street with a microphone. And uh, so that's John. John's job at the New Year's event is going to be the man on the street asking questions, or uh, we're going to do trivia or stupid human tricks, or like who knows. But then you get a hamburger at the end. Yeah. As you're walking up and down Broad Street here for New Year's Eve festivities, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. This is a thing, Tango. We're going to do this. (laughs) We're doing yeah, I mean, are you good with this? I'm volunteering you to do all these things. I, I'm absolutely 100% down for this. Oh, man. Preston's in, right? Pretty sure he's in. Yeah, you guys never met Preston yet. We'll get, we'll get Preston on at some point. We were going to do an episode with him one night, and then we just didn't. And I'm not 100% sure why, but we just kind of... He wasn't ready. Yeah, maybe he, not. He was a little, he's a little skittish on camera. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. So, I don't know. This food thing, though. Man, I'm starving now. I'm so hungry. You're welcome. I know I ate before I came. I always eat. I talked about that a minute ago. I always eat before I do this, so my brain is full. Not that it's ever great, but it's better when I'm not hungry. But now I'm just hungry again. We filmed hungry before. Yeah, we have. It's not as bad as this, but it's still bad. It's, 
<laughs> like, I gotta go home and eat now. I gotta go. Schroeder's is still open across the street when we get out of here. I don't know, but yeah, let's get this food truck thing going. Let's do the New Year's Eve thing. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I mean, no. like, have you ever done anything like that before? Like interviews and. I'll figure it out as well. Yeah, it's Wayne. You got the personality for it, man. <laughs> He's got that spokesman in him. He does. You just turn on the radio voice. We were yeah. talking about that off air. Yeah, I can do that. Just turn on the radio voice. Hey, all right. Ready for questions? Rock and roll, yeah. You just got to be your dad. Fair enough. Your that. dad's got the radio voice, man. He loves blue and lives gold every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hate that saying uh, so much but you got to you got you got to cover your sponsors or your you know whoever you're there for and well I, it was like it, and here was the whole fun one was like we were doing the powerpuff game mm-hmm. one year and we decided we're going to do dual commentary oh and then it turns out me and him sounded identical on the radio over the loudspeakers yeah. and so like they come over the radio mr briggs are you are you talking to yourself <laughs> Over the radio? <laughs> sort of. We are both Mr. Briggs. So can we hear it then? Let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. You got a sample for us? Let's hear the cast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, are we ready for some cast high football? <laughs> I love it! <laughs> Unfortunately, they're out of the playoffs. Now they're out of the playoffs. Um, The funniest one was whenever they decided they were going to start shooting the cannons at the beginning of each half and nobody nobody knew this why would you not (laughs) uh because you know at first it was just you know hey touchdown touchdown cannon cannon. yeah uh well then they decided they're gonna start shooting off at the beginning of every half and not tell anybody right and that started at the old school and at the old school the press box was connected to the main building right well they just you know fire it off at the beginning of the game kick off cannon and it, they put a charge in that one because it shook the whole press oh. box for a second. My uh. dad just immediately, without no hesitation, clicks on his radio. He's like, for those of you that don't know, that was the Cassi Cannon. <laughs> also, for those of you that don't know, the bathrooms are located underneath the bleachers. Oh, man. And then it just clicks off. And we're all... We're on the press box. We were Everybody's dying. crying, laughing. Uh, when we had an indoor football team here, David Humphreys that was on two episodes back... He coached the team, and uh, before every game, the, like, sheriff's department or the SWAT team or somebody, a guy would, like, repel in from the rafters with the game ball, and it was this cool thing. But first, he would throw a flashbang out, (laughs) right? He would just chuck it from the rafters, and it would go off about halfway down to the field. So, like, dead center of the arena, pow! Every week, nobody ever expected it, right? It got us – I worked for the team the second year they were here – it got us every week. Nobody was ever ready. It would go off like right above my head because I worked at the score table right off the field there. And, uh, yeah, every time, every time. Everybody was like, oh, what was – and you try to wait like, like when's, when's it when's – it? and it would surprise you anyway. It didn't matter. And it might have just – you know, it might have just been that it was a flashbang and nobody's ever ready for a flashbang. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even, even when you, you see it coming and it still surprises you. But it was like, you know, shotgun going off and you're in a bright flash of light. And it was just like uh, Call of Duty when you get flashbanged. And you get the, you know, the, you know, the everything stands still and goes, tinnitus. Yeah, tinnitus, tinnitus. I didn't know this about our football. I, I forgot that we had a football team oh, as much as you talk about it. Man, I indoor football was so fantastic. It was the coolest. I got to love football anyway. 
But then, like, you're watching a football game that's going on in, like, a bathtub. Like, it felt so – the field was 25 yards wide, uh, maybe just 20 yards wide, and 50 yards long. So, it's tiny. It's tiny little field. Yeah. And each team's got eight guys instead of 11. And, like, there's nowhere to hide. Right? So, you're just smashing into each other. Guys are flying over the – they got, like, dasher boards like hockey. And guys would fly over the boards and go into the – you know, like, and you got to keep the football if it came to you. And they would throw a flashbang out. Like, it was great. But, it, yeah, it was fun stuff. Indoor football is great. I mean, that sounds almost more like just free-form wrestling with a ball thrown in there somewhere. I mean, yeah, to some degree. It yeah, was just, just, it was concentrated violence. You know, like hockey, it. Call of Duty, and football yeah, was, all together. Was, was it football or was it really just rugby in disguise? Uh, I mean, it was football. But it was like, I don't know, it was almost, it was so different that it was almost a different sport. Yeah. Just yeah. because the field was so different and the number of guys and, I don't know. It was it was high-level stuff, though. The guys were super athletes. Like, it wasn't, a, you know, they weren't like big, fat, lazy guys out there, ball-headed dudes, you know. There were guys that had played at Georgia and Florida and places like that. And it was legit as far as that went. It was just way different than a game you'll see on, you know, the big field, Barron Stadium or, you know, the Mercedes-Benz or wherever you're going to watch the Falcons, you know, whatever. It was cool. I enjoyed it. The flashbang got me every week. but <laughs> That's know. awesome. Yeah, I love it. it was cool. It was good. Well, it was like, and, you know, with Cass, they had the cannon, you know, not missing a single football game from sixth grade to you saw them until all, I graduated, yeah. you know. I was immune to the cannon. It didn't bother me. I remember there was one <laughs> night – and, like, you know, third quarter, they would let, like, the seniors or the uh, band officers, like, go talk to other people from the other band, right. this, not the other. And it was one game. We're sitting there. And their band director, instead of sending people down to talk to us, was we would – he's just like, yeah, y'all just go right the stands. We don't care. <laughs> so, like, we're up there and we're talking to everyone. And the away band stands were the closest seats to the cannon. Uh. And so we're sitting there. And apparently Cass scores a touchdown, this, that, the other. And I'm continuing the conversation. Nothing, Nothing's happening. Right. Brain's just going. Cannon fires. They all jump. They pee themselves, this, uh, that, the other. And the conversation just never stops. I just keep. Just right on track. Nothing happened. So, for those of you in Wahoo, Nebraska, who have no idea what we're talking about right now, there's a school here in Bartow County, Georgia, called Cass High School. It's named after a famous Civil War colonel. General. General. Why are you guys the colonels? I don't know, but okay. we're the only ones in the state. You're it. I guess maybe he was a colonel before he was a general. Either way, it's named after this famous Civil War executive. Yeah. <laughs> this famous um, old cat. <laughs> yeah, right? <clears throat> Which is where John went to school. But this brings me to my next question. When the band captains get together. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Like you walk around on the other side of the field and you meet the the cheerleaders do it too. Yeah. But why? What are you What are you talking about? What What comes up? Anything. Everything. I mean, do you a just, lot of times it was about the cannon. Oh, okay. Uh, but I mean, like, so, so what do you walk? How does the conversation start? Like you walk up, you know, this is going to happen, right? Yeah. Like every week, you guys walk in because you can see the the four or five guys, maybe the each section leader or whatever goes yeah. around. And you walk around the other side of the stadium and you bump into these people and they see you coming and they, they come to meet you and somebody says what? Uh, well, you, you, at first, whenever you're walking up to them and you looked at them, uh, like you said, you can kind of look at a band person and just instantly know what they play. Yeah. And so you would immediately find the guy closest that played 
what you played and okay. then you just kind of start talking to them about anything everything random you know i was low brass we're all just large children uh we <laughs> none of us ever had an iq higher than that of a fourth grader okay. if that no, that's all right so you know we just sat there and told stupid jokes and we thought you, so it was you'd funny. walk around there and talk to somebody who was a lot like you yeah pretty much okay i got you I just always wonder because, like I said, you see the cheerleaders do it too. Like, what are, what are they talking about when they get around there? Like, you don't know these people, you no. know. Like, you don't go to school. You don't know nothing common except that you play in the bands so and now yeah. you're obligated. But then, you know, I've been to like the coin toss and football games before, and like most of the time, you don't say anything at all. No. You shake hands, maybe you say good luck, whatever, stay safe. I don't know, but like you guys are having a conversation that goes on for some period of time. Yeah. Okay. And I just always wondered, you know, because I was never. Because I don't play in band in middle school. I never went to a football game as, you know, as marching band. So I, I never got to be part of that conversation. Yeah. And so now we didn't like divulge some trade secrets or something. No. We, uh, you didn't teach us the secret handshakes. So I no. guess we're still okay. But yeah, no, I always wondered. That's good stuff. The stuff you learn on Burnham Podcast. Just yeah. random things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dig it, though. I dig it. Now, this is the kind of stuff we get you on for, because I knew that it was going to be, you know, informative, if nothing else. Like I said, I would just... I remember shooting the text message out, because I I saw you had posted the episode with Tango. Yeah. And I was sitting there cooking dinner, and I was just like, hey, wait, I heard my name. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just going in the background. I'm sitting there like... I'll forget what I was making, but I just like, wait a second. We talk about you far more than, I mean, like a lot, really, when most of the time it's not necessarily on air. But, uh, yeah, you come up quite a bit. Well, that's scary. You and Preston and, you know, some of the guys from back in the old days. Fair enough. Yeah. You ever seen any of those dudes? Every once in a while. uh, Dakota works at Toyo, so I see him every once worked at Toyo, I think. So he works at the tire prison. The tire prison. <laughs> but I, I see him every once in a while. John Briggs fired. Uh, I mean, it's completely surrounded by fences. At the, yeah. not, no barbed wire yet. But, <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, then uh, I saw Zach not too long ago. Old mm. Green Beans, yeah. Zachariah Malachi Cornbread Jenkins. Yeah. Is he uh, still in law enforcement? Uh, he is, yes. Good for him. That's all he ever wanted to do. It was. Living his dream, right? That's what yeah. we are talking about. Uh, he, uh, I saw him. It wasn't in you know, the best of situations because I gently tapped somebody's bumper. Oh, no. And then, then here comes the cops, and then out comes Zach, and he's like, uh, I can't work this case. Not I bad. I know this guy. The cop was like, is your vehicle okay? And I mean, I'm talking. I just barely. It was that like crawl whenever you let off the brakes. Right. And it's just like, I look at it. And at that time, it's a 10-year-old truck with almost 200,000 miles on it. So it's just like <laughs> the the front like three tabs of the bumper came out. Just and a then, little ding, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> I don't know if there's a scratch in the paint because there's already a thousand scratches in the paint on this thing. So... I was like, I honestly looked at the cop, and I'm just like, I could have fixed this before you got here, but I didn't have my pry bar on me. Nah, I hate when I don't have my pry bar on me, you know? <laughs> he doesn't have a pry bar on me all the time. I always have a pry bar. 
I mean, I don't use it every day, but I got one that sits on my bike with me at work because I ride my little industrial tricycle. Rides a bike. Imagine, John Brick. Yeah, the, the maintenance guys at Toyota, they ride a bike around. They got little tricycles. Yes, we yeah. have. Uh, it, like, it's a $3,000 industrial tricycle. Oh, yeah. And I got a fancy one. This one came out of the box like a month ago. So, like, it still has the gears on it. It still has an actual handbrake. Like, his... I'm not carrying my 85-pound toolbox plus my bolt bins and my big hammer and my big wrench. And so, are we all talking that. like an electric bike or... And, and no. You just pedal this bad boy. Yes, but Ooh. a couple of us have joked about trying to get like the electric front wheel that you could put on a regular bike yeah. that does like 30 miles an hour. Ooh, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Inside of a factory with an 85-pound toolbox? No, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be fun. I mean, it'd be great TV. What are those guys called who do that? Who pull people around in in the rickshaw? rickshaw. That's all. That's all. Yes. Look, there. There's your side hustle while you're also doing the burger flipping in the off days. You're a rickshaw what if you driver. Had a, a food rickshaw. <gasps> you just like put your food truck like on your shoulders and run down the. Not, maybe not run. That'd be pedal. That's a pedal. terrible idea. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But a nice bike, maybe a nice bike. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. I mean, you could do that. I could finance that. I can buy you a bicycle. That's easy. This food truck, we're getting in way over our heads. Uh, I just, I'm not sure if, you know, granted, now that I pedal a bike professionally, technically for work, yeah. you know, I, I think I'm good, but I don't know if I can, you know, pull a whole food trailer with just a bicycle well i mean so maybe not but i think at the very least we put you in the tour to georgia next year and you can pedal across the state on your bike and uh carry the burnham project flag with you that'd be uh, fun right sure i mean yeah. i we can find me a bike and i'll race it on the moped now you're on <laughs> we're, we're, we are talking now oh that's gonna be good top out about 35 so like we're not you know we're not breaking any land speed records but it'd be fun I just gotta be. Th- I just gotta go thirty six on a bike. That's it. I know you just one more mile per hour faster than that. Right? I'll, I'll top out there and just be done. But we just have to make the race short enough that you don't have time to get up to that speed. <laughs> Downhill. Let's go. Oh, We're going up Clock Tower Hill. Up Clock Tower Hill. Mm. I like my odds. We're gonna pedal the bike up the hill. <laughs> if so, for if you don't live in Rome, Clock Tower Hill is. I don't know. It's it's probably thirty five degrees up. You know, from from all sides, there's no like flat way to get up there. So yeah, let's pet. No, this is a terrible idea. It's <laughs> god awful idea. Yeah, exactly. We're cooking up good ideas and some some bad ideas. Listen, not all all ideas are winners. I just noticed. I, thought, th- I got into one earlier. They're all over the place. We're throwing things at the wall. Some are sticking. Some ain't. Yeah, yeah. You guys are like privy right now to me and Briggs catching up. I haven't seen you in ten years or more. And we're, you know, just tossing ideas around. This is uh, this is normally the kind of conversation we have off air. Fair enough. This is kind of what it turns into, um, or devolves into. I don't know. Doesn't sound super intelligent, but we're having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I don't know. All good. All good. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I asked you earlier about you know guys from the old days that you bump into. I don't know. I thought of Johnny Harris every now and then. Um, I haven't seen him in a hot minute. He's got a baby. All got kinds baby. of fun stuff. 
Uh, last time I saw him was Jules' wedding. Mm-hmm. And so that was the last time I saw Johnny. It was the last time... Uh, yeah. That was the last time I saw him and a couple others, but... That was just over a year ago. I was going to do that wedding. But then I was supposed to be in Nebraska that weekend. I was flying out to see Drew, and my mom had a stroke. So I oh. didn't get to do that either. She's okay now. But, like, couldn't have done the wedding and didn't get to go to Nebraska. So was what it was. So I had I hadn't seen those guys even then that recently. Yeah. Uh you you missed one interesting on the wedding cuz apparently Jewel had this poem she want read. Mhm. And Johnny's freaking out trying to figure out how he wanted to read the poem. Right. And I may or may not have grabbed his sheet and started reading it with the voice of Shaggy. Oh. So <laughs> Now, when we say Shaggy, are we talking Scooby-Doo Shaggy? Yeah. Or are we talking about the guy in the closet? Legs and scoops. Okay. okay. All right. That's Shaggy. <laughs> we get copyright infringement on that now. My bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, hard. And no, he's got, all good. He's got, he's got the Scooby laugh going over there. He does. Tango's got the Scooby laugh. It's fantastic. Uh, this is why we're best friends. It's always yeah. Scooby and Shaggy, Rocky and Bullwinkles. I should let you host this episode. Squirrel and Moose. On the show. Oh, it'd been even further off track at this point. I'm sure, yeah. We would have been in a cornfield by now. <laughs> I mean, but that's fun, though, right? Like I said, the last episode, we got into some pretty heavy stuff. And way back when, you know, when me and Drew were doing this, we talked about not putting, like, two seriously heavy episodes together. We're like, man, let's have some fun and laugh about it a little bit. So this, honestly, this is really is a lot different than any episode I can think of ever. Fair enough. As far as just being all over the place, right? You got one in mind? Conspiracies. That one was pretty wild. Because they're turning the freaking frogs, Gary! Yeah, you came in. You were Alex Jones and Trump and (laughs) Tango and his impressions. But yeah, this one's one's not so (laughs) format-y. Like you said, it, it pretty much is us just catching up after so long. It is, long. yeah, yeah. This one's great. It's huge. That's gonna be the it's best. It's gonna time. be great. This one'll do silly numbers. Like it'll be the best episode we ever did, numbers wise. You know, and I just, I don't know. I can't figure out what's gonna do well and what's not. Yeah, like we're pretty consistent number wise, but sometimes we got one that just like skyrockets. Why? What? What was different about that one? And sometimes they do really well, and you know why. Like you felt like it was gonna be a good one. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. By the way, I want to point out, I love that you two are matching right now with your flannels. The flannels. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> you got the hoodie on. Nobody can see Tango, but he's back there in a hoodie. <laughs> so with the, uh, the hat, you, you know, this for a fact, Tango, if it's summertime, I'm in a Hawaiian shirt. If it starts getting cold, the flannels come out. You should have known what I was going to be wearing today. I, I knew that. I didn't know him. I've, I haven't seen Danny wear a flannel shirt yet. It's normally a, a, a green shirt, a black shirt, a navy shirt, or a polo. You have, though. You might not remember this. The very first time you ever came in this building, I was wearing this. You oh. commented on it as we were walking up the stairs. I had different shoes on at the time because you mentioned that, too. You were like... Man, you got the the vans and the the sweat, the, the vest. Oh and the yeah, you got this you... whole pastor vibe going. Yeah, I know. My first time These are seeing not skinny you. jeans. Thank you. Yeah, this is the Ron Cancellor look. 
That is exactly what I thought. I was like, like, I saw him in the vest, and all I could think of is Ron Kanzler and the pastors that wear vests. Man, I learned, and I didn't even think about that. Ron was a vest guy. I learned so much about being a pastor from Ron. Like, he was a fantastic pastor to be, you know, a deacon under. Um, what a great guy. That's how I didn't get Ron on. Let's do it. Yeah. Ron's not far away. He's in, where's he at? Noonan or? Flowery Branch. Is he in Flowery Branch? That's the one I say south, so. right? Yeah. Flowery Branch is not south. I thought it was. No. No, no like Flowery Branch is north. He's down. Um, He's in Noonan. You're right. Noonan, right? Yeah. Somewhere yeah. around there. You're right. Ron you're right. Ron Kanzler, if you're listening to this. Send we'll send it to you. Yeah. If you're cooking and hear your name randomly pop up, we, go I ahead thought, and pay we attention. We mentioned him a bunch of times. We talked about him some uh, when Lyle was here. Lyle met him on a little mission trip we went on. Yeah, we need to get Ron. I mean, anyway, I, I learned a ton of stuff from Ron. Um, Ron talked about doing things with excellence, which is not what this episode is. Um, <laughs> but, but he just, you know, he wasn't, uh, you guys know this, like Ron would tell you that he was not the best preacher like the best, like most dynamic speaker. He was good at it, but his thing was being a pastor. You know, so much of what you do as a pastor is not preaching. But, uh, yeah, I learned a ton of stuff from that guy. He was a good dude. I hope you guys did too, right? You pay attention, right? You guys learned yeah. a lot of stuff from him. Yeah, are, you, are you just saying that because you think you might be watching now? No, I'm not <laughs> saying that. It's because I did. I love Ron as a pastor. Yeah. No, Ron was a great. I was sad when, when Mark Summers left. Loved Mark. And then Ron came in, and I was like, all right, this guy's – he's okay. I helped hire Ron, as a matter of fact, but he uh, – yeah, no, he was a good dude. He still is a good dude. He still is. He still is. He's he all over like the he world. Is. He is. Did we determine where he was most recently? He was overseas, and we talked about this last episode, and we couldn't remember. I said, like, Sierra Leone or something. I thought it was, like, Serbia or something like that. I don't know. Ron, it's somewhere in – He's normally in, like, uh, Europe. He goes to Albania. Belarus. Belarus. And this was neither one of those places. No, this was a new one for me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was a new one for him or not. Let's ask him when we get him on. We'll we'll do that when he he gets on here. Right. Setting you up, Ron. You got to come through now. You have to. You're obligated. And it'll be excellent when you get here. It'll be great. It'll be way better than this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) well. This is great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Where, where would we be at time-wise? Just out of curiosity. Do you really want to know? We're an hour in. We're an hour and one minute and Hi. 30 seconds right now. I do that every week. I nail it. Like, just within 10 minutes or so. Granted, if we cut that intro out. <laughs> I mean, we were just getting warmed up. We were getting warmed up. It's all good. All good. So... You're back, man. We gotta like not wait ten years to be in the same room again. Yeah, that's that's fair. So, what if this works out? It's November the twenty seventh right now, so we're gonna hang out in no later than a month yeah. from now. So we we got that covered. But after a month from now, you know, so if you're listening to this, you know, in twenty twenty five in July, like it, you know, whatever. That is what it is. And me and John will have seen each other again before then. Yeah. So, yeah, all good, all good, but we'll, uh, I guess wait, we'll wait, 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 I got, got questions. Oh, bring it, dude. Oh, Lord. Bring it. So, Johnny B., we've caught up to now. Okay, yeah. What's the future look like for you? What What's the next plans? Man, if you don't say food truck. We've talked about the dream. Yeah, uh, I, I'm always looking at food truck stuff. I'm right. usually, like, you know, day off. I'm just, it's 
four in the morning since I work nights. Right. That's when I'm awake. I'll be, you know, sitting there watching TV. I just got something on. I'll be just basically scrolling, looking at stuff, like trying to figure it out. I've got right. a little spreadsheet of things I kind of like and I want and how much it costs and this, that, the other. So, so you got a ballpark figure for like, this is the dollar amount that I need to get my food truck going? Essentially, yeah. All right. So, because you can do, you can get things running, low end, tag tax title. You got, like, if you do the trailer pulled by a truck versus an actual drivable truck. Right. It is, it can be cheaper. Yeah. Plus, it's better, you know, like, your truck breaks down. Well, it's a trailer. I can go to U-Haul. Yeah. Uh, rent one real quick, whereas, right. you know, if you got the drivable kind, you, you just... You don't have to maintain an additional vehicle if you yeah, just have a trailer. I got you. It's, you know... Yeah. I can't make money until this is fixed, this, that, the other. Right. Like I said, the other one, you can go to U-Haul or, you are like, oh, I forgot this. Well, you just drop the trailer real quick, run and go grab it. Yeah, yeah but, I think that's the way to do it. I mean, if I, if I were going to start a food truck, I think it would be a trailer. Just because you don't have to maintain. Like we we bought a camper, and we were trying to decide you know versus camper versus like mobile home, or, yeah, you know, driver or whatever. And I was like, well, you know, you, you let it sit for a while, and your belts and hoses wear out, and your tires dry rot, and you know, and you get some of that anyway. But you don't have to maintain a vehicle if you're just pulling trailers. Not yeah, that yeah, that's easier. I think we can make this happen, man. Yeah, yeah. and you know you can. Roughly start one around fifty. Low end around fifty thousand. Yeah. That's getting the all your licensing, paper products, food products, the trailer, and this, that, the other. Low end is around fifty. High end's about whatever high end it's gonna run you. So would you would you do one kind of food or do you think you would rotate based on you know what different festivals you go to or customer request or uh i'd probably do rotate because that's what me and red did is like we would we'd kind of choose a menu idea that we would hey we're gonna do this yeah and we would do that for about a month or two until we got bored of doing that (laughs) and then we would choose another one do that for a month or two until we got bored of it and so that's how we did it. Like we said, like I said, it was Red's Kitchen. Right. It, it didn't. It didn't say barbecue, burgers, right. tacos. Yeah. It just you didn't pigeonhole yourself. Yeah. It yeah. it was open ended. Right. You could do whatever you wanted whenever you wanted to do it. I got you. Well, so, when you look at that's not unheard of either because you look at a restaurant and they've got the soup of the day. Yeah. And things rotate on and off the menu. The the, the McRib is back right now, right? You know, whatever. The McRib is nasty. I hate to break it to y'all. I've never had a McRib. It's disgusting. Don't do it. Don't waste your time. You have a a refined palate. Don't waste it on a McRib. You say like I didn't eat a Tostino's party pizza when I got (laughs) home from work this morning. Sometimes, you know, you get a pinch and you need some party pizza. you, you You can ask pretty much any, like, restaurant worker like that actually works back at house doing the cooking there's like when they cook for other people it is just absolutely spectacular they yeah, go yeah. hard it's that the other when they cook fancy for themselves it's like yeah i 
put my pizza rolls in the oven instead of the microwave this time. Every mechanic I've ever known drives a beat up old car. You know what I mean? Like a truck with pieces falling off of it or whatever. So that's, you know, I get it. It's like you don't want to cook after you've been cooking all day. Yeah, it was like a. You know, I go to work, I fix those machines for 12 hours, this, that, the other. I don't know if you watched whenever I uh, pulled up, even though I have my nice SUV, my window keeps falling in the door. And so this last time it happened, I was on the way home from vacation. And so thankfully I was in like the parking lot of a hardware store. Mm -hmm. So I run in, grab the stuff I need real quick, take my door apart. Pick the window back up. In the up, parking lot. That's awesome. Put my door back together. This is over a month ago, and I still have yet to take my door apart so that I can open my door from the inside. I have to drop my window. Oh, no. I have to drop the window that likes to fall inside the door. Well, you looked like you were struggling to get out, and I thought it might have been because you're six foot 12, but well, that's, like, why that's an SUV. Like, it shouldn't be that big a deal. That's why I get the big vehicles. I got you. Yeah. One, I learned to drive in a Ram 1500. Yeah. So right, I'm right. just comfortable with that. But two, it's easier for me to get in and out. I got you. I got you. At one point, I had a Hyundai Elantra. And, Ooh. Oh, yeah. To fold yourself up to get in there. Yeah. and then that's terrible. You know, thankfully, I was really young and had still good knees whenever Tango right. had the Fiero trying to lay down into the that thing. Fiero. I saw one of those for sale today. I thought about you. It was on Facebook Marketplace. Don't tip me because I will spend all. I mean, it was like eight hundred bucks. I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. You need that car in your life. Bah. You don't, man. You don't. The guy. There was a list of things like you know. I don't I, care. I just, I'll I, shove a Corvette engine in it. And I just did three days of double time. If you don't do it, I will. We're, we're shoving an LS engine in it, and and we'll make it go. It may end up in a tree or skipping across the water, but it's gonna go. It's not. Let's not do those things. But that's the thing. Mythbusters proved a Pontiac Fiero can, in fact, skip across the water. Did they? Was that Yes. A yes. They tried to skip a car across water, and they're like, well, we got to do this. We got to do something small and light, and they picked a Fiero. And it's plastic. It's Barbie's you nightmare. You don't have the best run with these expeditions that you drive. This one, he's done well. <laughs> I'm proud of him. This one's been around for a while. But we, we all put our mo- fourth one. I think this is number four. Yeah, including the one of your dad's that you destroyed. Two. 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 Okay. two. I killed two of his. I had to buy two. This is my third one I've bought. Uh, uh, I've got one. He's never driving my expedition. I also have an expedition. Yeah, he's, we're not, you're not kidding. His match is mine, but his is just new and fancy. My, my, I know, it was really mine nice. Is I was luxury. proud of you when you pulled up. It was really good, except Mine's, the window thing. It was nice. Mine's just all aggressive and anger. <laughs> oh, you got lights and big wheels and all kinds of fun stuff. Raptor there. engine. Yeah. Was it a, you got a dude on the side. Who do you have? Uh, I got the bully dog yeah, tuner yeah, chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not sponsored, but it's the stuff you do when you're you you guys age and you're single and you don't have to explain to your wife why you wasted money on a bully dog to go in your truck or a light bar or <laughs> some ridiculous rims or whatever. You oh know. no! For, so whenever I bought that thing, I bought it for my birthday last year. I told him about it. I sent him a picture of it, and he beat me home. There's a picture of them sitting together. Uh, Just so he could take that. And then he's like, I have an extra light bar. Opens trunk. Pulls out extra light bar. Do you want it? Isn't Tango a great guy? Isn't he just fantastic? Here's a light bar. I've got a, uh, a GoPro mount on my scooter that's been on there since July. And he's like, it's yours. I'm like, okay. I don't have a GoPro. I need to throw that GoPro at you. 
<laughs> just keep it. It's fine. He does all this for me. God bless him. I don't own any of this stuff. I had some $14 Amazon plug-and-play mics, and then here comes Tango. Let me help you out with that. Okay, let's do it. He had most of this stuff just laying around, not doing anything. I know. So he's I mean, got his your, your toy box over there is what we talked about when we were here off air earlier. It's like, oh, you got your podcast box. I was like, yeah, this is Tango's toy box. I'm pulling out wires and these boom arms and, you know, tripods and – all kinds of fun stuff. Just stays piled up in the corner over there. Uh, it's nice and neat though in that box. I feel like you need to get just like a, a label that just says Tango's toy box. Tango's toy box, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go get a sticker made for it. For sure, let's make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got for for Johnny B Tango? I think that's it. I just wanted to know what the future looked like for him. Want want to get to know that. Apart from the food truck, yeah. What does the future look like? Well. <laughs> Nothing too much at the moment. Uh, I did put in for a new position at the tire prison. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe, hopefully get you that. You probably shouldn't say tire prison. I mean, he said it, but he doesn't work there. I'm sure there's been worse said in the Facebook group. Right. Yeah, I hear about the Facebook group. My brother's part of the Facebook group. And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I don't ever comment in there because people are off the rails. And he's scrolling and he's like, that guy's in management. <laughs> it, it, it is a lawless place. I mean, it, it, it is funny sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> it is the Wild West. But also, you know, like, so we were using, like, ADP. Go ahead, go ahead. And they were, like, trying to do, idea. like, UK, like, change it to another one. But, like, everyone's having problems going to the other one. So they just yeah. quit trying to go to the other one. And it's like, okay, well, we still have both. Let's get rid of the old, the new one that we don't like, and let's just take it all the way back. And yeah. so, like every other post I see going in there is either someone making a posting a meme, or it's like, how do I log into this? That's the way you get through, though, right? Because yeah. you guys do this job where you're there for twelve hours a day, and some people, you know, I know people that work or live in like LJ and drive or Rome and drive, you know, an hour to get there sometimes. So, like. That's camaraderie. It's the stuff you got to have. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, your job just turns into a grind. Well, it's like uh, one of my supervisors, uh, he lives in LJ. Mm-hmm. And it's like every once in a while, I end up at his place and we just. We, those tacos. Holy. Holy moly, those tacos. Like his. Tacos. Okay. His, him and his wife, when they start cooking, I love it. Uh, his wife makes like this Mexican green spaghetti. See, I know what a foodie you are, so I know what this means coming from you. Yeah. Yeah. I I sat there, like, the first time I ever went up there, they're like, okay, the green spaghetti looks weird, just eat it. And I was like, it doesn't even look that weird. And I tried it, and I was just, I was instantly in love. It's one of those. It's just, he lives in LJ, and you know what? Every other, every couple weekends, maybe once a month, I'm okay with that drive just because there's tacos, it's there's great bad. food. I mean, I'll drive, you know, for some solid tacos. So we, we have an excellent Mexican restaurant on the same block with us here. But, man, you know, I eat there once a week probably. If I can go somewhere and get some fire tacos, you know, that's some new stuff. That's good. Sign me up. Speaking of new things, the idea I had just a second ago, we talked a little bit about this off air. Well, I've got you two guys here that are younger. Johnny B, I don't know how much help you're going to be because you said you don't know anything about NFTs. But we were talking about this a little bit. I made a post on Facebook earlier today, and I was like, hey, are we still doing NFTs? Is that a thing, right? Because for a while there, you got the Gary Vaynerchuks of the world running around talking about 
NFTs and you got to get some and then you got to sell them and you got to, then I don't know what a non-fungible token is. Like, is this one as I hold up this water bottle? I don't know. Like what could be an NFT? We can make it one. Can you really? Yeah. Okay. We can make this podcast one. I'm told that my buddy Scotty at Scramble is like the NFT expert, but so, okay. So you're Scotty's not here right now. So let's, let's talk about making this episode of the podcast and NFT. What does that look like? Oh man. Yeah, Should we you, say it out loud? Like can somebody no, else I, make it an NFT or is this? A, I haven't made an NFT. I just know kind of what they are and how they function and the fake money that's involved. Fake money. Are we calling it fake money? Is it's, it's a, digital money. Okay. It's fake. It's, it's digital monopoly money. Right. Yeah. It's, it's okay. pretty and colorful. I mean, you use your monopoly money to buy a picture that they own. You, you, you're buying an asset that that's a, yeah. So I take a picture of this water bottle on the table right here, and I say, that's an NFT. Yeah. And I sell it to you for a Bitcoin or a one thirty second thousandth of a Bitcoin, you know, whatever, 10 bucks, say, you know, worth of Bitcoin or Doge or Algorand. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm, I'm learning all these new things today. So, but I can do that, right? That's a thing. Yeah. And then you'll pay me for this picture of yeah. this water bottle. What are we doing in America? With what would I even do with the picture of the water bottle I just spent well, $10 I, that's on? That's my thing. I don't know. What do you do with it? It's yours. It's, it's, it's like artwork. It's digital artwork that you can own. Okay. I mean, I can screenshot said water bottle and do the same thing and say, you know, I have the same water bottle. But right. But it's not the original. It's just the fact that you know that it's the original is what makes it valuable. I don't know. I don't own oh, them, but okay. <laughs> I mean, in theory, right? Someone could end the U.S. debt with NFTs. If you've heard that one, I've heard that one. Okay, go. So you can go. You can make a cryptocurrency for nothingness. Pretty okay. much like. A tenth of a tenth like, of a tenth of a penny. Right, like Doge or, yeah. or Bitcoin or anything, yeah. And then you sell it to your friend. Let's say Johnny B buys it for a tenth of a penny, and then he sells it back to me. But this time, I pay a dollar for it. We've suddenly just created a taxable event. Okay. And at a certain amount, this becomes into the trillions of dollars that the U.S. government would demand in taxes. Even though it's not real money, it's not real money. Right. The government wants to tax your monopoly money. So, in theory, you could in the U.S. debt. Now, you may spend the rest of your life in federal prison. It's worth a shot, right? <laughs> one man's sacrifice could save us all. Oh, well, which one of us is it going to be then? Who's it going to be? Ready? Rock, paper, scissors? Somebody? <laughs> <laughs> so, but you say this is not real money. Bitcoin, Doge, uh, whatever coin we try to create is not real money. But, like, is the dollar real money at this point? What's it? It's not backed by anything anymore except for you'll give me things for it. Well, I mean, how many, how many people actually carry around a real physical dollar? Not very many. There's one you're, in our offering box over there right now. There's one dollar. <laughs> your, your bank account is kind of made up money where it's that whole thing where yeah. the bank's like, you, you have this money, but, uh, no, but we're using it. Quarter. 
He's got a quarter. John I physically have a quarter for least. this like, illustration. You know. John Briggs, for those of you audio only folks, is actually holding a quarter right now. Might have been a while since you've seen one, <laughs> but it's not a real quarter. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> no, there, there's nothing. There's nothing saying this quarter is in fact worth a quarter of a dollar. But hey, the Except government I'll, did. I'll and give we you, trust those guys, right? Yeah, I'll, so I'll <laughs> give you what I feel like is a quarter's worth of something for that quarter. Matter of fact, the bubblegum machine out there in the hallway belongs to the church. So if you want to drop it in there, that'd be great. It's just a handful of peanut M Ms. <laughs> So, really, the digital money is real. It's just not tangible, so I call it fake. Yeah. I'm going to call okay, it fake. So that's what we mean by fake, then, is that it's not tangible. It's you not know. tangible. I can't. You can't hold there's not a real Bitcoin. Bitcoin in your hand. Correct. Okay. But I have one in my, I don't have an entire Bitcoin, holy smokes, in my wallet, in my Bitcoin wallet via Cash App. I've got some Bitcoin in there. I was going to say, if you had a whole Bitcoin, why are we talking about how am I going to fund a food truck? <laughs> we got a food truck today. Yeah, okay. All right. So we can just decide something is an NFT. And of course, nobody's obligated to buy it, right? It's not like when you sell stock back Correct. to the company or, you know. You got to have some hype behind it, some Logan Paul behind it. The greatest man. con man salesman there Probably is. been fine if we just never, ever said his name on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it was Logan Paul comes to Jesus. Uh, anyway, yeah, okay. So uh, Preston says he's buying one if it's uh, if it, if Tango's involved. He's I don't know if you saw this post or not, but I asked about it and he's like, "Hey, I would totally buy a Burnham Project uh, NFT as long as Tango was involved." And I was like, "NF Tango." Okay. <laughs> How do you feel about being an NFT? You can buy Tango. How about that? You can be. If you go to our Patreon and specifically say uh, Cash App, wherever we're at, you can own Tango. For <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know it was being sold on air. Right, so, so here's the stipulation, though. It's $100 million. So it's going to be – I mean, it's going to have to be, you know, a real player like uh, like an Elon Musk or one of those types. So or, uh, okay, selling okay. my producer right now. <laughs> I need him, though, if you'll just let me borrow him every Monday night while we record these things. Does that mean I can get a food truck? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. If we sell Tango, it means I get a food truck. 100%. Okay. I'm down for it. So I understand this much more about NFTs now than I did and crypto, I guess, for that matter. I don't know. Crypto fascinates me. I think it's cool. I don't understand. I've never taken the time to like learn and digest you know, what it really is. I've got a little bit of it, but I don't know what to do with it. I think it's the millennial brain in us is like, oh, I want to buy Monopoly money. Maybe, but I mean. That, you, maybe. I'm so, just like, that's a waste of time and effort. But you can take this fake money, air quotes, and people give you real money for it. Yeah. Because I've got it on my cash app, and I can just convert it right back into. Well, here's what's fun. You what's don't actually money? have to spend money to make that money. You can mine it with the computers. They're Bitcoin miners. Do you know about this? I, I've heard of it, yeah. Okay, we're mi- I've heard of the term mining Bitcoin before. You, you get some computers, quite a few of them, and you can run some programs, and it will digitally mine some money for you. So I and thought that Bitcoin was like finite. Like there's a limit on the amount of Bitcoin that there is. There is. And it's all on the blockchain, which I feel like I sort of understand. Yes, um, it's just 
it's part of that finite thing. It's still a little bit growing, I think. Yeah. There's still some growth there. Once we get into that, I'm I'm okay. I'm in the deep end. So we've reached the end with the of sharks. You. I got you. See, so you, you only know a little more than I do about it. Then. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just I don't know. Like I said, it's always kind of fascinated me. Um, there's probably some application in there for the believer. I don't know. Should the church be taking up Bitcoin offering? Holy smokes, that's its Absolutely. own episode, right? Yeah, man. That's its own. I need somebody like an expert to come on and talk about that and how that applies. To you got that. one. Yeah, I get. I have to get Scotty. Scotty is like into it, man. You met Scotty. Was Scotty? Yeah, at Scotty yeah. was. Okay. You met Scotty. Scotty. Scotty's a good dude. Yeah, we'll get Scotty on. And he can tell us about how the church and it relates to Bitcoin, and we've done one about AI before. Yeah, which is so, not so far off. Yeah, look at us. We're digging into new. Breaking Gosh, barriers, yes. reaching beyond the stars. Man, this turned into a good episode after all, didn't it? After all the hullabaloo we, early on. We, we pulled back and course corrected. <laughs> we did, we did. And I, I sort of had the suspicion that this is how this episode would go anyway. And I'm good with it, man. It is what it is. It was fun. I've had a good time. We've laughed more than, more than not laughing. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about anything serious, and that's okay. But we're going to figure out how the church relates to, to Bitcoin, though, to, to crypto. That's not a bad idea at all. No. We're doing that. The church is getting a... Make a Redeemer wild. coin or something. A redeemer coin. Woo! Now we're flipping tables if we're not very careful here. This is, uh, <laughs> create our own cryptocurrency. Where, where you at on that, John? Should, what, should I do that? Let's... I, I do. Yeah, no. He, <laughs> he had a whole bunch of stuff to say earlier, and now he's, the cat's got his tongue all of a sudden. I I don't know anything about any of that. I've Me never neither. dealt with any crypto NFTs. Like, I don't deal with. I don't know. I let him do all the tech stuff. Yeah. He deals in food. <laughs> so could I buy a cheeseburger with a little bit of Bitcoin? I mean, do you take Bitcoin for payment? I don't know. I mean, I can set something up. If I get a whole Bitcoin, like I said, I can I can probably get a food truck going pretty quick. I got you. So anybody's got a Bitcoin laying around, hook my boy up. We'll make this food truck thing happen. But as it is, we've talked about it 45 minutes past this episode, jumping the shark. <laughs> <laughs> but we course corrected. We're good. We, did. we came We're back, back and hit on some subject matter and... We caught up with the life and times of Johnny Briggs, and that was the the main objective for the evening anyway. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting out of here. That's where we're going to jump off in this episode. Thank you, man, for coming in. And My pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'll uh, hash things out toward the New Year's end of things. We'll keep you guys updated on that. It's going to be fun. Uh, we'll sit down New Year's Eve. We'll go live on YouTube, Rumble, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and we'll have an event, I don't know, maybe not entirely unlike you're used to seeing on New Year's Eve with the, the countdown and all that good stuff. And we'll have some, again, you know, the stuff I mentioned earlier, festivities in between. And it'll be a good time. Hope you guys join us at least for part of the show. And if not, it'll be on there later and you can just go back and watch it. So there's that. But uh, we're out of here. God bless you guys. We love you. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.